Welcome back to the Rooted podcast. This is the final instalment from the weekend that we had with Phil and Paul from Causeway Coast Vineyard. This is the last question that was asked by one of our community leaders. Enjoy listening to that question, but also the response, which gives some real food for thought. And we continue to hope and pray that for all of our church family, we will keep thinking and listening to God on sharing Jesus in the spaces and places that we find ourselves. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> so I'm probably not going to be the first person to go out and talk to random people on the street, but I think what I'm more likely to do is to offer to pray with people who I, I know and are part of my life already. How does that work for you when you know you're going to see them again? Or you offer to pray for someone and they're like, please don't. don't. And I, I guess, like, how do you carry that through a relationship rather yeah. than just kind of, okay, see you later, we're never going to bump into you again? Yeah, it's... It's easy to stand up here and speak about that, right? It's harder to live well, that out. <laughs> but uh, I think f- for me, so we talk about streets, just as like Clarfus, we talk about streets, but actually what I mean is we, we totally understand that not everyone will be able to go out on the streets because people work a nine to five job, they have family, they have things that they do. So it's about living this stuff out on a daily lifestyle in their everyday, everywhere environments. Um, for us, as we, as we do that, one, this might just be me, so I'm not putting this on you, but this is just how I do it. I lay that stuff down and I go, if I'm, if I'm all in, I'm all in. And I will never change who I am for other people. So for me, if I've got friends, I've, I've led friends to, to faith, I've led family people to faith because I'm bold in it. And I, as I said, I, I felt when I first moved over to sacrifice my reputation and my selfish ambition, and for me, that's, that's what I do. Um, it's not easy. It's not. Um, but I know other people that their thing is just journeying with people and showing them that they're loved. Sometimes when we talk about evangelism, you, have, you kind of think, oh, well, it's a three-point step to leading someone to faith, and then you go to this step, this step, this step. But actually, sometimes it's just about turning up and loving someone and doing it well. And with friends or with family, it's like, well, when you walk into that room and you carry the presence of Jesus, people will see that over your life. They will be automatically drawn to you. You don't actually have to say anything in those moments. And then when people ask you, there's something different over your life. What is that peace that you carry? What is that joy that you have? What is the hope that you have? You can go, actually, well, the hope that I carry is because I know Jesus. The joy that I have is because Jesus has set me free. The love that I have is because Jesus loves me and he loves you. So I think sometimes when we talk about evangelism, we have that expert model, as I said, but actually sometimes it's just about turning up and being who you are and letting God work through you and in you. I hope that makes sense. Anything to add? Yeah, like just on what Phil's saying about evangelism, like Phil and I are, are quite different in our style of evangelism. Phil is that bold out in the streets all the time guy just walking up to strangers being bold with family members and I do that and I enjoy it but it's not my strongest suit my, for me my evangelism style is just the journey in life with people and just being around people and chatting with them it's, it's the servant evangelism stuff it's the getting around people and just being kind and so for some of my friends I've on an evangelism journey for years with them because I know they're not in a place for me to be bold and talk directly about Jesus with them, but I keep showing up and asking them how their lives are. 
and I just say, when they're struggling through things, I go, hey, look, listen, I know this isn't you, but I'm praying for that. And I've never had a bad reaction from that once because I'm, because I'm acknowledging, hey, I know this isn't where you're at in that moment, but it's where I am, so I'm going to pray for that. And I'm not going to embarrass you, I'm not going to do anything, just, you know, we're doing life together and I just want you to know I'm praying for that. And there's always that little bit of, oh, thank you for that, I appreciate it. And you know something, there are times, not all the time, but there are times when it goes, when people do say, well, why? Why are you praying for that? And that's the opportunity then I go, well, because I love Jesus and I see him move when I pray. Maybe it doesn't move in exactly the way that my prayers are are praying for, but I know he's moving. And so I want to bring Jesus into your situation because that's my belief. It doesn't have to be yours. And I'm not going to force it in any way, shape or form on you. Because again, that isn't who I am. I'm never going to force it on you. But I'm going to pray for you in my, in my time. And heck, if you say, would you pray now? Oh, yeah, I'll take that opportunity. That's great. That. Thank you. Just on that, sorry. This it kind of hits the discipleship and this question, I think. But one of the things that I do in my life is I have people outside of my context that I speak to and they, they help. And I remember years ago speaking to someone and uh, I was hanging around with non-Christian friends at the time. And uh, they asked me this question. It's always stuck with me. I said, do your friends know that you carry something different? And if not, why not? And it really got me thinking. I was like, am I just fitting in with the crowd? Am I just turning up and just being a part of a culture and part of a crowd? Or am I bringing something different into that scenario and situation? And that was a question more for me than it was for them. In my life, am I spending time with the Lord? Am I learning about this stuff? Am I carrying something different that people can see something different over me? Or am I just following what these people are doing? And that, that, I mean, I'm not putting that on you. I just mean that was for me. That was a personal thing. But my friend's like, do they actually know? Do they see something different? Or are you just trying to blend into the crowd? I was reading the story about Zacchaeus and it really hit me with that, where Zacchaeus runs ahead, right? So he runs ahead of Jesus. He climbs up the tree. And it always strikes me as he doesn't just put himself in a position for Jesus to see, but he also puts himself in a position for everyone to see. And the thing I get from that is, do I put myself in a position for Jesus to use or do I just become one of the crowd and hide in the midst of that? Or do I climb up the tree and let everyone see who I am? But, yeah. Oh, that's great. Can I ask one final question? We were just yeah. talking at the table about the fact that quite a lot of the time we can maybe go, well, I just need to know a little bit more information. Um, I might get asked a question where I don't know the answer we are in a society where people are asking massive questions and I'm not entirely sure how to respond to that. So maybe if I just almost like wait a little bit more, get more informed, do some more feeding for myself before I start to put these things into practice. Paul, you had a great um, kind of story that you shared and I just wondered if you could share that by way of a kind of response to that in terms of, you know, what does it actually mean for us to give this stuff a bit of a go? Yeah, I mean... I think it's, as you say, it's something that almost paralyzes us a little bit at times, is that people out there are hurting and they're hungry for, for something and they're searching for questions. And I think we've all been guilty, I've, I've definitely been guilty of this, of getting book after book to read about a subject. So I know it, so like when, 
I went through a period when I was like pushing in the different gifts of the Spirit. Before I'd try them, I'd need to read a couple of books on them before I'd dare step out and actually try it. And I was listening to a person speak about this recently and they said that's their mindset towards everything. They are a learner. They will read the books. They will watch the best at it. And they will watch YouTube videos. And what they were talking about was jiu-jitsu. So they were learning jiu-jitsu. And so again, every book they could find, they'd go and watch people. They'd watch YouTube tutorials and all this. And what they found was as soon as they stepped onto the mat to do that, it was all useless. All absolutely useless to a point because nothing beats getting on the mat. So it was great, they knew the, they knew the moves, they knew the practical, it was great. It's like reading your Bible, you know it mentally, but actually when you step onto the mat, that's just a part of it. It's actually making themselves available and going for it and trying it is actually what gets you to practice. It's kind of like in sport, what they call sort of match fit, isn't it? You can do the training and training and training, and you need to do the training. It's really, really important. But nothing beats actually getting out there and trying it. And what I loved about the Jiu-Jitsu is I put myself in that position. I do the same, read all that there. But the thought of stepping on the mat and seeing some six foot four massive person about to throw me would petrify me. And that's how I feel about stepping out four fanges. It is scary. But you know something? I'll only get better at it. I'll only get better at showing the love of Jesus by actually stepping onto the mat with the knowledge that I have and giving it a go. Someone once said to me, God doesn't look for perfect people, he looks for available people. And it's really stuck because none of us are perfect, right? <laughs> we can read all the information, we can get all the stuff and we still wouldn't be perfect. But he looks for people that are willing and people that are available and people that will give him their yes. Thank you so much, both of you. Can we just give them a little um, round of applause? Thank you.